the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The title of the message is, There is no need to worry. There is no need to worry. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, in one of his booklets, tells the story of how worry led to the nervous breakdown of the famous department store owner, J.C. Penney. J.C. Penney experienced a, a series of great losses in his business and ended up in a psychiatric hospital with a severe nervous breakdown. His condition became so serious that one night he was certain he was going to die and wrote farewell messages to his loved ones. But the next morning, he heard the sound of him singing. He struggled out of his bed and in his bathrobe went down to the hall where a prayer meeting was taking place. And the people were singing that old hymn, Be not dismayed, whate'er betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. J.C. Penny, the son of a Baptist preacher, was a Christian, and listening to that old hymn, he had an overwhelming sense of the kindness, the love, and the care of God for him personally. Then the realization came, not of what he had lost in business, but of the priceless and precious possessions that he had. Sitting on a back seat in that prayer meeting, he began to add up all of his blessings, the love of his wife, the love and devotion of his children, the admiration and affection of his hundreds of employees, and on and on the list of blessings went. J.C. Penny's turn for the better was dated from that moment. The healing of his illness was so rapid that it surprised even his doctors. He had put an end to worry. He lived to be 95 years old, a noble Christian with a calm and peaceful spirit. See, there's nothing more common to human experience than worry. Poor people worry. Rich people worry. Busy people worry, idle people worry, educated people worry, uneducated people worry, Christians worry, non-Christians worry, white, black, yellow, and red Christians worry, or people worry. It's a worry is a part of our human condition. Worry, says someone, is interest paid on trouble before it is due. You see, Jesus had a profound 
understanding of human nature and of the problems with which we are confronted in life. He knew that many of us would be worn out physically, maxed out financially, stressed out emotionally, and burned out spiritually. And so he has a word for us, which he gives to us in the scripture that was read for us, Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34. And in this scripture, he's offering some sound advice uh, to men and women who were very much like us today. They had hopes and dreams that were often shattered by the realities of life. They had worries and frustrations that piled upon them, leaving them not knowing exactly how to cope. Jesus' advice to them was simply this, don't borrow trouble for tomorrow. Don't be anxious about it. Surely there were some gathered um, at that time for the Sermon on the Mount, and even today, People will think, oh, this is easy enough for Jesus to say. He is God and therefore knows what the future holds. He has endless supply from which he can draw. He can turn water into wine and break bread and feed 5,000 people, heal every manner of illness and disease. But we are humans with weaknesses and frailties, with fears and concerns. We are limited in ways that he is not. Now all of this is true, but our strength does not lie within ourselves, but with God himself. You will not find anywhere in any textbook a more thorough analysis of worry than you find in this passage of scripture, which was read for us earlier. Listen to his words in in Matthew 6, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Every day has enough troubles of its own. I want us to consider today three things we might do to avoid worry. And the first is live one day at a time. Live one day at a time. This truth is also clearly taught in the Lord's Prayer. It does not mention bread for the next day or the next week or the next month. The petition asks for today's bread, the only bread we can possibly eat. So don't worry about tomorrow, says Jesus. Don't spend your time thinking about everything that is ever likely to happen to you or to your family. If you do, then it will defeat you. Think of it like this. There is a daily quota of problems and difficulties in life. God has given us resources sufficient to handle only today's difficulties. Worry is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. God never intended his children to carry tomorrow's load today. So when we do, we end up with hypertension, stomach ulcers, migraine headaches, 
heart attacks and cancer. So there are two days with which we should never worry about. One of these is yesterday with its mistakes and cares, its aches and its pains, its faults and its blunders. Yesterday has passed forever beyond our control. All the money in the world cannot bring back yesterday. We cannot erase a single word we said. The other day we should not worry about is tomorrow, with its possible adversities and burdens. Tomorrow also is beyond our immediate control. That leaves only one day today that we need to be concerned about. You see, anyone can fight the battles of just one day. It is only when we add the burdens of yesterday and tomorrow that we run into trouble. A businessman once drew up what he called a worry chart to keep record of his worries. He discovered that 40% of them were about things that probably would never happen. 30% concerned past decisions that he could not unmake. 12% dealt with other people's criticism of him, and 10% were worries about his health. He concluded that only 8% were really legitimate things to be concerned about. See, brothers and sisters, worry is an enemy. It's an enemy to your future, an enemy to your health, and to your family. But even more than that, worry is a sin. When a believer in Christ worries, he or she is accusing God of being a liar. As the Bible says in, in Romans chapter 8 and, and verse 28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. And worry says, that's a lie. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4 and verse, verse 13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And worry says, I can't believe that. God says in Hebrews chapter 13, 5 and 6, Stay away from the love of money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. That is why we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? <coughs> you see, worry says that can't be true. You see, when you worry you are slapping God in the face with the glove of unbelief. But the second thing, <clears throat> second way to <clears throat> avoid worry is to cooperate with the inevitable. Cooperate with the inevitable. The serenity prayer, which many of us know, reads like this, Lord, help me to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It is certain that there 
are many circumstances and situations in our life that we cannot change. They are beyond our control and our power. Therefore, we are faced with a choice. We either accept them or allow them to drive us to worry. Many people today are suffering from stress and worry because they are fighting against the inevitable. But let me um, illustrate. With certainty, we are all going to grow older. Now, our young people may not think so. They think they are going to be the way they are now, strong and, and, uh, and vigorous. But we are all going to, to wrinkle and sag in places we wish that we wouldn't. Some of us will lose our hair. Some of us will lose our hearing. Some of us will lose our eyesight. And some of us will lose our mobility. Worrying about it will change nothing at all. With certainty, most of us will experience physical ailments some of which will be debilitating. Worrying will change nothing because this body of ours was made to decay. And after a number of years, you can see the changes that are taking place in your body. I don't know about you, but I can see the changes in my own body right now. <clears throat> With certainty, we will experience the loss of loved ones, the loss of possessions, the loss of ability, and other losses too numerous to mention. All the advanced worrying in the world will change nothing because such losses are a part of human life. Therefore, we must accept the situations that we are powerless to change and simply trust God in the process. I've learned that I cannot always fix my own problems. There are those problems which are simply bigger than me and bigger than you. We don't have the knowledge, the ability, or the resources to alter them. So the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It does not matter how big your problem may be. God is still bigger. He is a great I am, the creator and ruler of the universe. He is the God of all power and might. He is the strong and mighty tower, the place of refuge. He is our father, the one who loved us enough to reconcile us to himself through the sacrificial death of his son, Jesus Christ. He's the one who has promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. But the, the third thing about worry is 
if you want to get rid of worry, is to follow the Bible's prescriptions. Follow the Bible's prescriptions. Now, there are several prescriptions given in the scriptures for worry. And the first is prayer. So try prayer. Prayer is one of God's cures for anxiety and worry. In prayer, we are in communication with our Heavenly Father to whom nothing is impossible. Our Father places no limitations on what we can uh, take to him in prayer. As John chapter uh, 15 and verse 7 tells us, the Lord is speaking to us here. It says, if you stay joined to me and my words remain in you, you may ask any request you like, and it will be granted. Nothing is too small and nothing is too large to take to the great God whom we serve. And the telephone line of our father is always open. We can connect with him at any time, morning, noon, or night, and in between. So in our moments of anxiety or trouble, we can do what the hymn writer tells us, take it to the Lord in prayer. On numerous occasions, I've seen worry and anxiety flee after praying with someone who asked me or the church to pray for them. You see, there is nothing more precious than to be a part of a church family that knows how to support um, members of the family in prayer, especially in moments of crisis. And this is something we do every week at prayer meeting on Wednesday evening. We lift up the needs and concerns of brothers and sisters and even of people who we don't know to the Lord in prayer. But the third, um, the, this, the second uh, prescription is try rejoicing. Try rejoicing. In Philippians chapter, chapter 4 and verse 4, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Now, David said in, in Psalm 34 and verse 1, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. You see, David had his share of troubles and perhaps far more than we will ever experience. But he decided that praise was better than complaining. So there is no place for worry when you are praising the Lord and rejoicing in his goodness. You see, God in a mysterious way lifts our troubles and burdens when we go before him in a spirit of praise. So try rejoicing. But a, a third a cure is try trusting. Try trusting. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus encourages us to trust in God by giving us examples of God's provision for the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. So look at verses 26 through 30 of um, 
Matthew chapter 6. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? You see, worry, in a sense, is a form of atheism. It is a denial of God's concern for, for us as his children. It's a denial of Christ's intercessor work right now in heaven on our behalf. If you truly trust, then you will not worry. So whenever you are worrying, know that you are not trusting. But the fourth cure is try counting your blessings. Try counting your blessings. Someone has written, I had the blues because I had no shoes. Till upon the street, I met a man who had no feet. See, count your blessings each day. Thank God for your loved ones, perhaps a husband or wife, parents, children. Thank him for your job if you have a job. Thank him for the wonderful country in which we live. Thank him for your health, for your possessions, for your church family, for the word of God, for your faith in Jesus Christ. And you will realize that you have nothing to be worried about. Listen to the psalmist in Psalm 103. Verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord, I tell myself. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, I tell myself. And never forget the good things he does for me. So there is no need to worry about the burdens and the cares of life. When the Bible clearly tells us, cast your burdens upon the Lord and he will sustain you. There's no need to worry about uh, our financial situation now or in the future when the great God of the universe whom we serve has promised to supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The same God who provided for us yesterday and is providing for us today is the same God who will provide for us tomorrow. There's no need to worry about our safety in the city of crime and violence when we can say with the psalmist, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Oh, there's no need to worry about uh, your enemies because the Bible assures us that if God be for us, then who can be against us? Oh, there is no need to worry about dying from cancer or heart disease or accident when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. 
Oh, I also hear the Apostle Paul saying, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So there is no need to worry about the day of judgment when the Bible assures us that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. I thank God that I don't have to worry about anything today, for I know that God never fails. He abides with me and he gives me the victory. No, God never fails. All I have to do is to just keep the faith and never cease to pray. Just walk upright. Call on him noonday or night. He'll be there. He'll be there. There's no need to worry, for God never fails. You see, when nobody else can, God can. When nobody else knows, God knows. When nobody else cares, God cares. When nobody else understands, God understands. When nobody else is able, God is able. And when nobody else will, God will. He is, his love is unfathomable. His grace is unbelievable. His mercy is everlasting. His power is unlimited. His peace is incomprehensible. His joy is unspeakable. And his promises are dependable. If you have a problem, he has the solution. If you have a question, God has the answer. If you have a disease, God has the cure. If you have a crisis, God has the needed miracle. If you have a thorn in the flesh, God has sufficient grace. Whatever your needs are, God can meet those needs because there's just nobody like him. So there is no need for us ever to worry if we serve the living God. So take courage, my brothers and sisters, because God will not let you down. He's God Almighty and he'll be there in the hour of need. So praise God. Hallelujah. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.